0: And now, enjoy this free Jzo Modcast show. welcome 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 to episode 12 season 6 of my public life as an american nerd i'm your host kevin and thank you guys so much for tuning in checking out the show really appreciate it um we're going to be talking about some um some stuff we're going to be talking about um you know some pretty big uh movie theater news um one of the biggest movie theater owners in the world uh has filed for bankruptcy we'll talk about that um we're gonna talk about uh, a little bit about some more hbo max stuff because that seems to be um some crazy stuff going on there and and lots of other stuff too um i hope you all are doing well and um Listen, I'm tired. Not going to lie, guys. Um, Ladies and and gents, um, it's been a long weekend. Uh, So this weekend, um, a couple things were going on. Number one, which unfortunately I wasn't able to go this year. Um, But number one, Emerald City Comic Con up in Seattle uh, took place. It's always a good time. Always a really, really, uh, it's always a blast. I some friends that went. They had a good time um and as i'm recording this right now on sunday it's this is the third day um fourth day actually um so it was a good time i was able to go this year which um kind of sucks but it's okay because um my family and i we actually uh actually not a couple hours ago we got back from a six hour drive um we decided to drive up to idaho Coeur d'Alene Idaho um where they have a uh, a theme park uh Silverwood theme park which we had never been to before um it's a really cool place um it was a really really fun um time uh, you know I, I have a wife and two kids and and we all tr- made the trek over there and um so we were there for so we were in Idaho for about three days we were at the parks for at the park for two days um it's kind of like a it's a really cool like theme park slash water park um there's plenty of stuff to do for adults and kids it kind of had a really really fun it kind of had like a county fair type vibe to it um but with some really really big roller coasters like some really really high intense thrills uh for those that like it uh, they like that kind of stuff um but it also had a lot of stuff for the kids, you know, for the family to do, which is really cool. Um, it's in Idaho, in Coeur d'Alene, um, really beautiful over there. We had never been over there. Um, yeah, and the theme park was was a lot of fun. Um, they had some really, really good coasters. Um, You know, I I, I love, I love going to different theme parks and checking out the different rides they have there. Um, This one has a really big focus, like I said, on roller coasters, as far as the theme park um, part of it goes. A couple old school, like wooden coasters, which I love. Um, One was a lot smoother one called tremors, which was a lot smoother than, um, than the other one, which is called timber terror, which was fun. But it's one of those really, really old ones that that like just kind of give you a headache by the time you're off. Um, still really fun. Um, they have this uh, this really cool ride called Stump Pilot, which is a single track roller coaster, um, which is kind of weird. Uh, I'd never actually been on a single rail roller coaster before, um, but you know, normally you sit two. You know, two people per aisle at least. This one you're kind of in a single row. It's kind of like you're, you know, you're going down single file. Um, and it's pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. We loved it, you know, went upside down and all that stuff. Um, one called Aftershock, which was really cool. It's one of those, you know, your feet are dangling down and you go up and, and you go through the ride and then you hit the backwards and then you go through it again backwards. Um, really, really cool. Really, really fun. Um not sure, you know, if you guys don't like heights, probably not the best idea. And if you don't like heights, there's one ride that I completely refuse to get on. Um, a thing called Spin Cycle. Look it up. Google it. Spin Cycle Silverwood theme park. This thing is insane. Um, I couldn't get it. I can do it. I can do it normally. I like, I like um, all kinds of, you know, I like roller coasters that go upside down um, and all that stuff because it's a lot of fun. Um, What I don't like is rides that keep you upside down for any amount of time because roller coasters tend to go pretty quick. Um, This one's like a big spinning disc, right? Like connected to a pendulum. So you're spinning at the bottom and the pendulum swinging. And the next thing you know, the whole pendulum, you know, you're upside down on the spinning disc up in the air. And then you're just going around and around and around with the pendulum. Just watching it got me nauseous um but we did my daughter convinced me to get on a ride called um plunge uh terror plunge i believe it was called uh it's one of those tower drop rides so you go all the way up to the top and it just drops you i hate heights i hate drop rides um but this one was uh, i did it for my daughter um she had a lot of fun on it she loved it she started crying towards the top Cause she wasn't sure when it was going to end. I almost started crying at the top because I didn't know when it was going to end. Um, but I, I, I like some drop rides more than others. Like I, I could, I could do like tower of terror or mission breakout. Um, Cause it's mostly enclosed indoor stuff. Um, I think that stuff's really fun. But when it's out in the open, you see the whole park, your feet dangling and like, it's just an intense experience. So you're looking over the whole park. Uh, we went towards nighttime. So you just see all the lights up and you don't know when the thing's going to end. And then suddenly it just plunges you to the bottom. Um, that was the last ride we did of the evening last night. Um, that definitely wakes you up. Um, and, and and they had a really cool water park like connected to the park so you can choose what side you want to go to. Uh, the first day we spent most of the time at the actual theme, the dry theme park. And then the second day yesterday we spent most of the day at the water park. That was a lot of fun, a lot of cool water slides. There's one where you can race each other as a family. So it has like up to I think of six slides total. Um, so we were all able to race to the bottom in these trolling um, you know, the tube slides, and that was a lot of fun. And uh definitely check it out if you guys are ever in Idaho or are live in Idaho. If you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. We had fun. We had a blast. We're definitely going to go again. Um, And one thing that we love, so my family, we love going to places like, uh, you know, we're big Disney. We're a big Disneyland family. We love going to the Disney theme parks. Um, And you notice a huge difference between a theme park like Disney and a theme park like this. It's no Disney. It's, it's, uh, you know, a lot less low you know it's a lot more low profile there are no dark rides anything like that um but it's so cheap like it's very cheap and um if you're a parent like taking your kids to a theme park can 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 break the bank but and this place you know i mean yeah obviously you're gonna go a little nuts sometimes um but for the most part the food was was reasonably priced me and my wife kind of freaked out when we looked at each other when we noticed that the the bottles of soda were like $2.99 each or two for five like that's totally unheard of especially at a place like Disneyland like you can't even get a bottle of water for five dollars at Disney um that being said though obviously Disney has the more immersive themes and everything like that um but this was a nice little just a you know it wasn't too busy I think the longest we waited in line was maybe like 45 minutes um and you know, it was totally worth it and it was a lot of fun. So um, Silverwood Theme Park in Idaho, go check it out. You guys will not regret it. Um, some really, really fun stuff there. Um, speaking of theme parks, I kind of want to talk about. Um, so Disney uh, has announced that they are moving forward with a big Thunder Mountain movie um, based off of the big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction at the Disney parks. Um, I know it's kind of been rumored for a while. They were talking about doing a TV show for a while, um, but now it's official. It's going to be produced by um, uh, Ridley Scott, Scott free productions, as well as um, uh, Margot Robbie's production company. They're teaming up to um, bring this movie to us. It's going to be directed by Bert and Bernie birdie uh, who are the guys behind the Hawkeye series at Disney plus, uh, they have three of the episodes and they were producers of that show as well. Um, Margot Robbie's lucky chap. That's what it's called. Um, they're going to be, uh, teaming up to produce this as well as Scott free. So, uh, this should be really fun. I'm really, I love big Thunder Mountain railroad and I feel like you can have a really, really fun, cool, um, adventure story based in that world. Um, You know they've done it before. Uh, They did it with Pirates of the Caribbean, which was just a huge, huge success um, for Disney. I'm pretty sure y'all have seen at least one of them. Um, That was a great series. uh, The first three, first three were good. First one was the best. Uh, Second one I liked a lot. Third one was when it kind of started to lose me a little bit with all of the. There's a lot of, you know, um, trade routes and. And um that kind of stuff going on. Although I did love the Davy Jones stuff that carried throughout the second and third ones. I thought that was really cool. After that, not the biggest fan, but they were still fun, right? Like you see Johnny Depp do his thing as Jack Sparrow. Um get some really, really fun action sequences, got some really I mean, overall, I thought they were fun adventure stories, um, but nothing matches the the creativity and the um I felt like the first one was just a breath of fresh air. I wasn't sure what to expect. I remember again, that movie came out and, and it, no one really knew what to expect as based off of the theme park ride Disney before that, I think they had only done country bears maybe as their, you know, rides based off of the attract. Oh, I'm sorry. The haunted mansion, the Eddie Murphy. I can't remember if that was before or after. I think that was after, no, that was after patch of the Caribbean, the Eddie Murphy haunted mansion. Um, yeah, so this one was the, the first uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, was really well done. Gore Verbinski is a wonderful director, um, and he kind of set the tone for the series going forward, and he nailed it perfectly. He had the the, you know, that's why I think people want him to do a Bioshock movie because of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He was able to blend that horror element with the fun adventure element, and that dude can get really dark when he really wants to um bioshock is obviously a totally different breed it's uh darker more intense more (laughs) violent series um but i feel like gore verbinski could put a stamp on it and make an incredible movie much like he did with the first pirates of the caribbean movie uh he also did movies like you know the mexican i thought was really really well done Uh, mouse hunt of course which is good Uh, the ring the ring is another one that he put his stamp on and that shows that he can do horror a cure for wellness all these kind of darker toned films um you know sorry i went off on a rant a little bit there bioshock needs to happen anyways um so yeah um disney adapting their theme park rides has been pretty successful for them with the pirates uh jungle cruise uh which was a pretty big hit uh came out kind of around you know when covid was still fairly big so it didn't do as well as it probably could have under regular circumstances um uh, personally i kind of have a love-hate relationship with that movie it was fun um some elements just didn't work for me uh but i could understand why a lot of people enjoyed it Uh you know, the, the chemistry between Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt was really, really good. Um, and they're coming out with the Rosario Dawson-led uh haunted the Haunted Mansion movie. Um, Rosario Dawson, the Keith Steinfeld, Owen Wilson. Um, and and I know there's more, but I can't think of that off the top of my head. That one looks to be promising as well. Uh, I love all of those actors. I think they're incredible, and I think they're gonna bring a real kind of um weight to the story and as long as it's fun the haunted mansion oh and jamie lee curtis just signed on to be the Madame leota you know the the um psychic in the crystal ball uh so that's going to be a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to that cautiously looking forward to it Uh, i believe that comes out next year sometime um, I'll definitely keep you updated on that, especially if we get a trailer or something like that. I definitely want to talk that down, talk about that, break that down a little bit because that's one of the projects that's on my high, high, high on my list of of upcoming films. So uh keep you guys updated when that happens. And I can sit here, talk Disney Parks all day. Don't think you guys want to do that. I'm gonna to have to do a whole episode. I'm gonna have some guests on. We're gonna talk about Disney, we're gonna talk about the parks. We're going to talk about the movies. It might have to be a series of episodes because there's a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, but the theme park's probably one of my favorite things in the world. Um, but again, we'll talk about that at a later time. Um, so as I brought up earlier, one of the biggest theater owners in the world has filed for bankruptcy, um, World, who recently purchased Regal uh cinemas here in the states they also own a bunch of um, their uk-based company and they own a lot of, of theaters over in the uk and and you know all the, a lot of british movie theater chains um they fu- they filed for bankruptcy last week um no one really knows exactly what's happening uh there was a quote or there was a tweet from regal um talking about how they're still in business and they're still going to be, they're still open as usual. So it hasn't really affected them yet. Um, Their stock price went down 60% amid the bankruptcy reports. Um, That's not normally a good thing. I I mean, I know stock prices normally go down when a company files for bankruptcy, Um, but that's a lot. That's a lot. So no one really knows. Um, so they operate a total of 9000 theaters in 10 countries um and they're talking it's the lack of obviously covid had a huge effect on it all um covid almost totally destroyed the theater industry uh, and they were hoping for uh you know once theaters are open again movies like top gun and Thor Ragnarok coming out and, and just kind of hoping, hopefully kind of evening things out so they can at least operate at a decent level where they're not going under anymore. Obviously, movies like Top Gun, they are soaring past the box office numbers. Anything that anyone thought that just overtook Avengers Infinity War to take number six at the box office records of all time. It's a massive behemoth film. But that's not enough to help a struggling, fledging movie theater chain, a movie theater company that relies on us going to the movies. What's happening now is obviously they were relying on all these blockbusters coming out. But you know, something like Thor Ragnarok, it made a lot of money. But let's face it, Marvel's not making the type of money that they used to be making. They're not making these big blockbuster event movies anymore it's almost more of -of run-of-the-mill movies i've talked about this a million times on this podcast i love marvel but they don't feel like event movies anymore it almost feels like obligation right you're going to watch them to see what the next chapter in this massive saga is um and uh i think they need to bring it back to basics and, and do something you know um blockbuster type again um but yeah so they were counting on movies like that to really really save them uh box office the ticket sales just aren't there ticket sales are down 30% compared to 2019 and that's obviously before that's before covid hit and box office just isn't doing what they were hoping it would be doing at this point. Uh, there have been fewer, 30% fewer movies released in theaters owing to filming disruptions during the pandemic and a tendency for some production companies to release directly to streaming platforms. Um, this is all on the CNBC. This is all from CNBC, by the way. So the original story was was uh, broken by variety. Um, but yeah, so that's, What's happening, the state of movie theaters, when a massive movie theater chain right behind AMC can't survive? Um, That's bad news for the industry. And streaming, (laughs) streaming is fine. Obviously, we're going to get these movies. We're still going to get a lot of stuff coming to streaming. But what that also kind of is, what's going to happen now is if movies all end up going to streaming, you're not going to get these massive Action blockbusters anymore uh, They're going to be toned down Pared down versions of the movies we would have normally Gotten if movie theaters were open uh, Y'all know this uh, And that's why it's important We get out to the movies more and it's, and it's not just us right It's the what What's coming out There's not a whole lot coming out Top Gun nobody could have predicted The success of Top Gun Nobody I don't think uh, even the most, um, you know, optimistic box office predictors knew thought it was going to do what it did. Like it, it, it's it's unheard of, especially in this day and age with so much, so many other options. Um, a movie like Top Gun, a sequel to a movie that came out, you know, it again look back and see all what all the people were saying about Top Gun Maverick before it came out. It was not. No one thought it was going to do well. Uh, the predictors thought it was going to do great, but not this good. Um, point being, we have to get back to the movies somehow. Uh, we have to get out there. We have to um, support movie theaters. Uh, we have to buy. Listen, I'm as guilty as anybody else, but we need to buy the concessions. We need to buy the you know, $20 popcorn. We need to do all that. And I know it's expensive and it's hard for a lot of people, especially right now, but we have to figure out a way to do it. Um, It's super, super important for the industry to survive. And again, we're still going to get entertainment even if they don't, but it's not going to be the entertainment that we've been used to all these years. And I think eventually if theaters do survive, even if they do survive, I feel like COVID just kind of put the nail in the coffin for the most part. Uh if they happen to survive by chance, it's gonna it's gonna be for only big event movies. It's gonna be for the top guns, it's gonna be for the Marvel movies, it's gonna be for DC, it's gonna be for uh Avatar, it's gonna be for Disney animated movies, it's gonna be for these kind of movies, and you're not gonna be able to watch yeah horror is doing really well at the box office too horror does great at the box office a lot of you know it's a communal experience people love watching horror movies together and comedy um but i think even then the amount of horror films we're going to get in theaters is going to dwindle down to the point to where it's only going to be uh an experience right so you're going to go watch the new avengers movie at theaters you're going to go watch the new avatar but you're not going to go watch the new uh insidious movie or the new saw movie or whatever the case may be uh, those are going to go to streaming paranormal activity whatever the case may be um you can't let that happen go support movie theaters go support smaller movies too. go support horror movies go support um indie comedies Go support the movies that you like to watch on the big screen because you're the only one that can and you're the only one that will. So go out there, support them, and um, make it known that we need to um, save these things. Uh, This is another thing real quick. Um, I brought up Saw earlier. There is another Saw movie coming. Um, Saw 10 officially on its way. It's in... No way. So the writers of Spiral, the book of Saw, are back for this one. Uh, it also has a director of Saw 6 directing it. Uh, but it's in no way related to Spiral um, That's still kind of supposedly kind of exists in its own little world. I don't know if we'll be getting a sequel to that, but this is a sequel to the original series of movies, which is supposed to be a prequel um, focusing on Jigsaw and his earlier games that he used to play um so that should be interesting if you like the saw franchise should give it a shot give it a go um personally i was i liked spiral just fine i thought it was good um but i do kind of wish that they followed up on that as opposed to going back to the well again and doing more of the same with jigsaw and stuff um but that's even the thing with spiral they promised it was going to be something different, but it ended up being more of the same. I think what they need to do, they need to do a complete reboot of the franchise if they're going to continue. If they want to make more Saw movies, they have to um, up the antis a little bit more. I mean, I don't know how you up an ant, the ante on a series like that, because they're already upped. Um, but you, you have to get new blood in there. You have to get new writers. You know, because that's the thing. They keep on insisting this is going to be different. This is going to be different. But they keep on getting the same writers, same directors, same people to make these things. It's not going to change anything, still going to end up being the same. And if you like the formula and I think it works fine, I think it's fun. But if they're claiming they want to do something different, something new, kind of bring it into, you know, put it in front of a new audience, uh, they're going to have to change up the creative team. It's just the way it's got to be. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, sorry on that rant. The Saw 10 is coming and we need to save movie theaters. So let's do it. Um we'll keep you guys updated with the the Center World news. I again, I'm not like a numbers guy, so I don't know a lot about what this exactly means i know they're filing for bankruptcy i don't know um, as far as i know and as far as i've heard everything is still running like it should be but i don't know what's going to happen in the future um, so we'll see we'll keep you guys updated as that progresses um hBO max let's talk about hBO max and i know this has been a big topic of conversation for the last few weeks for a lot of people including myself on this show uh hBO max uh, warner brothers in general is just it's just, it's, it's, it's chaos. It's absolute chaos. I totally get why they're doing it. It's making sense, right? I mean, it makes sense from a business perspective, because basically what they're doing is taking a lot of their less watched and less known um, stuff and kind of just taking it off of so that it can't air anywhere so that they can just so they don't, uh, well, there's new reports coming out now why they're doing it, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but supposedly it's a tax write-off, so they can just take all these episodes that they don't air anymore and use those as a tax write-off. Um, they This week, they took off 200 episodes of Sesame Street, which is the only streaming place you can get Sesame Street. Um, so... I have kids, right? And they watched Sesame Street when they were younger. I watched Sesame Street when I was a kid. Um, So it doesn't really affect me that much right now. Um, My kids are older past that point. They don't don't bother with Sesame Street anymore. They know what it was though. And I know a lot of families depend on Sesame Street for, it's a good educational tool. It's entertaining, um, keeps kids occupied and learning and growing and stuff like that. And taking off the only option that families have to show their kids this program, let's face it, a lot of people don't have cable anymore. They stream stuff. And that's a big selling point, I think, for a lot of parents for H- something like HBO Max, because you get your stuff, you get you know the Game of Thrones, um, the um, Westworld, uh, all that stuff. And then you get a lot of stuff for the kids as well. You, it's kind of a good 50-50 split. You get all the Cartoon Network stuff. You get the Sesame Street. Um, you get all that stuff. But now they're making it to where that doesn't exist anymore. They're talking about, merge. you know, they're, they're going to be merging HBO Max and Discovery Plus in the future. Supposedly this is all prepping for that moment. Um, no one knows exactly what that means. Um Recently, there's been some um, chatter which, you know, some reports saying that the reason why HBO Max is taking off a lot of these shows also is so that they do not have to, Warner Brothers does not have to pay residuals. Now that, a lot of that goes to the animated stuff, the animated residuals that people make, they depend on that money. That's a lot of their money. Um, so it's kind of warner brothers way of skimping out on paying anybody residuals so they're taking things you know sesame street that's a big money maker uh, for a lot of people and they just took it off so they don't have to pay residuals and that's supposedly what's happening what's happening sorry i said that kind of weird um but there's you know a lot of animated shows uh there's a there's an anime there's a sesame street spinoff the not too late show with elmo uh, which obviously i haven't watched um but Again, that's something that kids can watch because it's fun. Families can watch it, Um, you know, with their kids and everything like that. Um, So I'm looking at this list of kind of stuff that that was taken off and it's not anything massive. Right. So you're not looking at like, again, you're not looking at Game of Thrones. You're not looking at Deadwood. You're not looking at Westworld, Um, looking at shows of, you know, like some of their originals was 12 Dates of Christmas about last night Aquaman King of Atlantis which was an animated show Ellen's Next Great Designer uh, the Fungies uh, Little Ellen Infinity Train um so these are shows that I've honestly never watched but I know people I've heard about them and I know people do pay attention to these shows um know, Cartoon Network stuff, uh, Dodo, Elliot from Earth, uh, Mighty Magiswords, Okay Go, Let's Be Heroes, Uncle Grandpa. I know Uncle Grandpa. My kids love Uncle Grandpa. We used to watch Uncle Grandpa all the time um, in Cartoon Network. But it's all these things that are kind of happening slowly. Like I said, they're supposedly prepping for the new joint service, Discovery Plus and HBO Max. So what that's going to look like. Nobody knows. Um, but they continue to um take these things down uh to prepare for that. But it's it sounds like it's a lot more than just prepping for that. It sounds like it's greed and um them just trying to cut costs any way that they can. Um, because I don't know, I don't know why. Again, I'm not a numbers person, I'm not a money person. Um, so like I said earlier, it kind of makes sense why they're doing it from a business perspective. Um, what little I know about it, they're saving money; they don't have to pay these things. But it's also a to the creators of these things. Uh, I've been reading tweets, my friend. You know, I've worked on this show for such and so long. I've done this, I've done that, and then suddenly. These people didn't even know they were going to be taken off of things like HBO Max. They had no idea. They just found out the same way we did by reading it in Variety, Hollywood Reporter, whoever's reporting it. Um this list was from Variety. Um so yeah, that's kind of a shady thing to do and again with all the DC stuff and and the Ezra Miller stuff and and everything. It's just Warner Brothers' Hopefully, this is going to be good for them in the future. We'll see what happens in the future. But right now, it does not seem good. Speaking of Warner Brothers, um, I kind of want to talk about the CW. Uh, The CW is going to be changing up quite a bit. Uh, So the CW is owned by both Warner Brothers and... um, Oh, man, sorry. Um, The Warner Brothers and Paramount. uh, It's kind of a joint venture. Um, and they're talking about changing things up. They have new owners now. Um, So this is from darkhorizons.com. The CW network has been generally seen as not just the youngest broadcaster, but also the broadcaster with the youngest audience. So they generally have a younger audience, right? That's what we all think. Um, I think the CW, I think teenagers, uh, things like that. But apparently, apparently, apparently... The average viewer is of the CW is 58 years old. So 58 year olds are the only ones that are watching Riverdale, The Flash, Arrow, or who were watching Arrow, Supernatural, all those shows. They do skew a little bit older sometimes. I get that. I've meet people from all walks. I'm a massive supernatural fan. I meet people from all walks of life who watch Supernatural. Doesn't matter the age. And I know people, you know, and whatever age you are, you watch whatever you want. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, it seems odd though. Um, it seems odd that the 58 years old is the youngest, um, or not the youngest, but the average viewer, um, of that, of the CW. It seems strange. And I know, um, they just got new owners as well and they have a, um, a new plan for the network, uh, Star media group, the, the country's largest TV station owner had a, has acquired a controlling stake in the CW network from its co-owners, Paranet global and Warner brothers discovery. Their plan is to, so basically what they've said is that they want to kind of get rid of a lot of the programming that they have on it right now to cater towards that older audience. Um, So they want to uh, syndication is going to be a huge deal for them. We don't know when they have stated that they will not be picking up any new shows. I don't know what that means for shows like uh, the Winchesters, which is a supernatural spinoff, which was supposed to be starting this coming up uh, season, Um, as well as the Gotham Knights, which was going to be starting up as well. Um, I don't know what any of uh, I don't know what they meant by that. They said they're not going to be renewing any shows. So I don't know if we're only getting one and done of those ones. Uh, Winchesters or Gotham Knights. Rumor is very strong that Gotham Knights has already been canned. Again, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. Um, but we'll see what the CW looks like next year. It could be a totally different ball game. Uh It's not the most watched network. But it's probably one of the most talked about networks on network television, I would say. Um, They have the shows that I feel like other than like HBO or any of these pay channels, uh, I feel like the CW has the shows that the people people are talking about. People actually get into discussions about, Um, you know. They have their anchor shows, you know, they have the Arrowverse stuff, which is coming to an end anyway. So the flash, uh, this is the last season, um, Supergirl, uh, which I believe ended last season, um, Batgirl, all that stuff. But they also had some really, you know, they had things like the original or not the originals, um, was that it? I can't remember the name of the vampire one. I'm so sorry. Vampire Diaries, sorry. The original, I think that was a spinoff of it. Uh, vampire Diaries, Supernatural, uh, Riverdale, even. They're not massive shows, but they have their followings. They have their cult followings. Go in any hot topic, you're going to find stuff dedicated to that. Box Lunch, any of those places. Very pop culture, um, pop culturally important. Um, so I don't know. It just seems kind of weird what they're doing. And it's not necessarily Warner Brothers because they have a smaller stake in that network now. Um, but they were producing most of the shows on there. Uh, and that was also another thing I heard about HBO Max. They were going to move a lot of their CW stuff onto HBO Max. So things like, again, Supernatural. That was going to be the only place you're going to, as soon as their contracts were up with Netflix, they were moving to HBO Max. Supernatural, Arrow, Flash—all those shows were supposed to be going to HBO Max. What's the plan for those now? Who knows? We'll see what happens in the future. Uh, all this stuff—listen, none of this stuff is set in stone. I don't, I don't know what's happening, especially with the Warner Brothers stuff. It's been so like so weird. Like, just everything has just kind of been just crazy the last few weeks. Uh, and it'd be nice to. of have some um clarity eventually i'm sure we will as to what the future is going to look like in the future uh it's gonna be a while till we find out but uh hopefully we get to hopefully it'll be good so we will see um a couple other things i wanted to talk about today i know this is a really movie oriented episode um but there's been a lot of movie news and a lot of cool stuff going on i'm going to talk about some tv stuff in a few minutes here um But National Treasure 3 is supposedly coming soon, or supposedly it's in the works. Uh, Well, the script is done. Supposedly a very, very good script, according to producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Of course, he would say that because that's what he does. But he's saying it's uh, off to Nick Cage now for approval, apparently. Uh, It's been... 15 years um, since the last National Treasure. National Treasure is a series that I actually really, really like. I'm a sucker for those. I talked about this last week, but I'm a sucker for those treasure hunting type movies. Um, I felt like National Treasure was a really good one. One of the most toned down Nicolas Nicolas Cage performances I've ever seen. The dude's a good actor. He can act and he acts his butt off in those movies. They're a lot of fun great fun for the whole family like you can just put them on pretty much at any time and just watch them which i do yes they're dad movies okay i get that that's okay though because i love them and they're a lot of fun i want they go still the declaration of independence like that's that's freaking cool um uh obviously we have a TV show coming to Disney plus, which isn't going to be starting Nick starring Nicholas cage. He might pop up, um, but it stars Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm excited for that. Um, but an actual movie, a part three, the script is off to Nick cage. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. It would be a great addition to Disney's library right now. Uh, they're doing some really good stuff over there. And I hope that this is just another thing that they add to the list because I would love to see a national treasure movie, another one, another national treasure movie. I wonder what they can go after though. I just like, I know there's all these like, you know, all these different, like, you know, you watch those things on history channel and you find out all these conspiracy theories and these, these um, things, you know, stories, you know, secret history of America, all that stuff. So it could be a number of things, very curious what they're going to go after this time. So we will see and there is going to be an Ocean's Eleven prequel film. Um, yeah, that's happening. None of the original cast is apparently coming back. Well, none of the remake cast is coming back. Because obviously the, 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 the one that most people are familiar with is the George Clooney, Brad Pitt <clears throat> film. Um, Julia Roberts great cast great movies They're all a lot of fun Uh, This is going to be taking place in the 50s or 60s um, And we got two stars They're going to be reuniting After they work on the After their work on the Barbie movie Which will be coming out next year Directed by Greta Gerwig Really actually kind of excited for it Um, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling Will be leading the Ocean's 11 prequel movie those two can't act their way out of anything. They're incredible actors. They're, um, you know, Barbie just looks like it's going to be a crazy town. I don't know if you guys have seen stills or anything for it, though, but it looks like it sounds like it's going to be insane. Uh, multiple versions of Ken, multiple versions of Barbie. Um, she kind of finds herself in the real world. Uh, sounds like a fish out of water story, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be so much more than that. Uh, especially with Greta Gerwig at the, at the helm. Um, but anyways, yeah, Ocean's 11 prequel coming. Incoming at Warner Brothers, of course. Who else? Um, and we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, we don't have a director. Oh, yes, we do have a director. Actually, this is, I totally, I totally forgot about this. Uh, Jay Roach, who, <laughs> Jay Roach's career has been, really 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 interesting um he's done some you know austin powers movies all three of them are his uh which they've talked about doing more from but it's a whole other 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 podcast he did meet the parents um he did the uh the more recent bombshell starring margot robbie and um nicole kidman and Charlize Theron, which I haven't seen it yet. Um, I've been wanting to. It looked pretty interesting. Um, he also did one this really really great movie called Mystery Alaska, starring Russell Crowe, about this uh, hockey team in Mystery in a town called Mystery Alaska. Uh, it's really really good movie. Um, that came out in like '99, I want to say, or something like that. I really liked it. I think it's one. I th- I like Russell Crowe a lot. I think he's a great actor. And this was kind of about the time that Gladiator came out. Uh, So he was writing big. The movie didn't do very well. Uh, I I know because I was there when I worked it. Um, But I remember a lot. Everyone who watched it really, really liked it. So go check out Mystery Alaska, one of Jay Roach's best movies. Uh, Austin Powers. The second one's the best one in that series um but yeah he's directing this new oceans 11 prequel movie um that should be real uh, i haven't even started filming could release as early as late as last year or 2024 so we'll see um on the tv side of things i would love to know what you guys thought about she hulk uh, She-Hulk. uh it just aired its first episode this week i haven't had a chance to watch it yet um so been, we didn't. we're in we were in idaho for like Four days, so I uh, haven't really had a chance to do a whole lot. Um, but I'm excited to check it out. I still need to watch Sandman as well. That's on my list. Um, this next week, I'm going to be up in Seattle for work, uh, so it'll give me some time to catch up on some uh, movies and TV shows that I've that I've missed that I've been meaning to catch up on. So it's going to be a good time. Um, so yeah, please. Hit me up. Let me know what you guys have been watching, what you guys uh, think about, what you guys have been watching, what you think about any of the news that has come out this past week, um, movie-wise, even talk about whatever, comic book, TV, whatever you all want to talk about. Let's do it. I hope you all are taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. It's like the weather's winding down finally. Go outside, have some fun, don't burn up. Um, Still wear sunscreen because it's still sunny, but hopefully where you're at, It's at a good temperature now up here in Portland. It's supposed to be getting to be pretty nice. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, I love the fall time. Fall time's coming up, horror movie season. Um, All year around is horror movie season for me, but it's something special about fall time when it gets darker later. You know you have less time in the day it gets darker later and then you have an excuse to sit around and watch horror movies all day you have an excuse to sit around and watch movies and hang out with the family and uh, I plan on building some really cool Lego sets we got we got a couple Lego sets that are on the back burner still that, that we have um, the Diagon alley uh, Harry Potter set which is massive it's gonna be a massive undertaking it's gonna be a lot of fun so we're excited for that I we I also picked up the Lego haunted house which I've been sitting on for a while and I finally got enough and I finally bought it um, this thing is incredible it has a cool like lift elevator it's really really cool it's part of the, the fair collection uh, that one's gonna be uh, really fun to build I also got the Lego haunted mansion which was a mini version of the haunted mansion Lego form I'm excited because of the really cool minifigure. Um And some other uh, really, really cool small details. So I'm excited for that. Um, I want to know also, are you guys guys into Lego? Do you guys like building them? Uh, What's your favorite set? Um, What do you like? Uh, Hit me up on Twitter, uh, Kevin underscore Hoskinson. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, type in Kevin I believe it's all Kevin underscore Hoskinson, except Facebook's just Kevin Hoskinson. Um, you'll see me with my mic and my, my cool Lego Groot as uh, my profile picture. So don't hesitate to add me as a friend. Let's chat. Let's talk. Um, yeah. So um, in the next coming weeks, we have some really, really cool stuff. We're going to be doing um, some pretty cool guests that uh, want to come on and we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. So yeah, um, don't forget to join us. Uh, remember, wherever you find us, feel free to sub- please subscribe, review, rate the uh, show, and let us know what we could do better. Let me know what I could do better. Uh, it is kind of weird sometimes me just sitting here talking to myself, uh, talking to you guys. Um, but if there's anything that you notice I can uh, improve on, please let me know. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today's show. I really, really appreciate you guys listening. Um, and, and remember, take care of each other. Um and then if you guys ever need to talk about anything, feel free to reach out. Let me know and uh, be happy to listen. So all um, right, guys. well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And as always, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye.